Just gonna run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hello and welcome to The Great Food Debate, a podcast where we're talking all about the best food and drinks found in Central Ohio. I'm Abby Armbruster, the host of this show, and as you've already seen in the title of this episode, we're talking all about food trucks. And uh, today we're actually doing something a little bit different than our typical panelists who say where the best food trucks can be found, but we're talking to three experts who know all about the food truck industry. So I will have them introduce themselves now. Let's start with you. Yeah, my name is Zach James. I'm sheriff of the Paddy Wagon and uh, president of the Central Ohio Food Truck Association. Perfect. Chaz Kaplan, uh, OhioFoodTruckFinder.com, uh, co-owner of the Columbus Food Truck Festival, as well as co-owner in the Columbus Mobile Food Conference and Expo. <laughs> Mike Glickio, the uh, Columbus Food Truck Festival. Perfect. And uh, let's start with kind of describing what the Columbus Food Truck Festival and the Central Ohio Food Truck Association is for anybody who isn't so familiar. So, uh, Mike and Chaz, do you want to talk about the Food Truck Festival? Sure. What would you like to know? <laughs> Just in case no one's ever been, uh, sure. what would you describe well, it in one sentence? First off, we'll say the website is columbusfoodtruckfest.com. Uh, and it is a great event that's been around since 2011. Uh, we started it uh, back with a group of four of us. Uh, some local, uh, actually Franklin County Commissioner kind of presented the concept to me as I was tossing around some business plans for some different type of events. And the Commons was just built. And Mike over here was also looking into the same things. And our ideas kind of synergized together. and. Uh, we built a, an awesome team and, and decided to do it five weeks of planning and 20 trucks. And I don't think really having a, a big clue into what was going to transpire. <laughs> uh, but we did it, and it happened. And I think about 20,000 people showed up to the first one on a beautiful sunny day at the Columbus Commons. Which uh, was beyond your expectations. Yeah, Zach's <laughs> truck, I think, was there for the first one. Uh, it was incredible, and we love it. Now it's uh, last year we 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 averaged sixty five trucks a year at the Commons. Wow! We created an expansion lot. We have about sixteen to eighteen bands every year with it, um, and some great community partners like uh, Telhio and and uh, Coda. And so last year we moved to the Scioto Mile as I think we outgrew the location and the Scioto Mile being a natural fit. We downsized a little bit to 50 trucks. We're going to upgrade again this year back up to 60, 65. That number is actually going to be chosen next week. Okay. We're really excited about that. We're adding a whole new VIP experience. Uh, I don't know how far in depth we want to go into that <laughs> until the press release comes out, but... Uh, That's a good introduction. Mike, what... Uh, uh, the Columbus Food Truck Festival is a fantastic event. 
Uh, we created it uh, out of a whim. Um, I remember the first year uh, having so many people and uh, the guy, the owner of the subway uh, <laughs> on High Street came across and kissed me and hugged me <laughs> and told me thank you um, for uh, selling out his restaurant for all the food he had because people couldn't uh, get enough food at our event. Holy cow. And I think that's when we knew it was going to be a, a big event, a big success. <laughs> By the way, it's August 17th and 18th. Yeah, so I was going to say, we'll definitely plug that. Yes. Uh, and then, so Zach, can you tell us a little bit about the Columbus Central Ohio Food Truck Association and what that is? Sure. Uh, well, first off, thanks for the invite. Uh, Central Ohio Food Truck Association, we are a nonprofit uh, advocacy group for the mobile food industry uh, here in, in the area. Uh, we chartered in 2012. Uh, there were about 10 business owners who got together, um, looked at pretty imminent uh, policy changes regarding food trucks in Columbus and wanted to uh, be proactive and address those, uh, those changes and have some, some impact with our concerns. Uh, and that kind of evolved over the years into not only advocacy, but a resource bank for our members and kind of a, a pretty comprehensive uh, community sounding board for, for the industry. So uh, we've got about 75 members now. We've grown considerably uh, year over year. Um, we meet regularly, network with each other, um, share ideas, share lots, lots and lots of opportunities, um, and in general, it's just a, it's just a good, proactive little piece of the community. So, great. Just gonna run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. And you are listening to The Great Food Debate, and uh, I guess let's start with what makes Columbus such a great area for food trucks? Why are there so many here? I... I I think for starters, the demographic is just perfect. Mm -hmm. You're talking about a young, professional, uh, college-oriented city is is a hotbed for creativity, unique, and especially small business owners. You look at every almost every article out there about growth uh, in the country, and you, you look at Columbus being in the top 10, top 20 cities for, first of all, the place to live. Absolutely. Uh, between the ages of 25 and 40, as well as uh, a place to work and succeed and start your own business, which is truly what you know food truck entrepreneurship is, uh, and and obviously uh, buildings like yourself here, and, and everybody wants a food truck. <laughs> Zach, anything to add to that? I, I just assumed it was because of these two. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. That is the truth. Uh, but, you know, it's, it's like yes, we just uh, we're um, cultural innovators here, and we are kind of like a beacon of innovation for the Midwest. Mm -hmm. um, so, what what ha what is happening on the coast kind of reverberates right here in good old Columbus, Ohio, and uh, we've become you know the world's test market in, in food and everything else. So, uh, 
I will say that, the, you know, Rick Wolf, I'll give him props where it's due. He's no longer in the food truck business, but he, he created Cheesy Truck. Mm. He was the original owner of that truck. He, uh-huh. no, he no longer owns that truck. Uh, but he came back from L.A. Uh, he was a marketing person at Skechers. Oh. He moved back to Columbus with this food truck that was with Louis Vuitton pay job <laughs> and, and a $100 hamburger. Uh, I f- it was called the Jackie O, mm-hmm. and it would come with a little golden spoon and a uh, and beluga caviar, and that was huge. And I mean, that's was fun. Really one of the first, uh, and Jim Passovich from Peterabilities, he's been around for a long time doing his thing, mm-hmm. um, and I think just everybody evolved into that. And Mike, anything to add to that? No, that sums it up. I mean, it's just <laughs> a young demographic in Columbus. Mm-hmm. Um, I think a lot of people got into the industry when the economy went south in 2009, 2011, mm-hmm. and uh, created a large, uh, booming food truck culture in Columbus. That's what happened. Sure. Yeah. And before, uh, really, the, the revolution of food trucks became popular about you know five to ten years ago, uh, the most time I would see food trucks is maybe in a at a fair or something like that, which is not really the same as a food truck. But uh, So if people have not been able to see them out and about, where would you recommend they go to look for food trucks in their area? Zach, you want to feel that? Sure. Or, uh, James? Well, there's, there's several resources to track trucks. I mean, obviously, the mobile nature of the business means that um, communication with the customer base is, is essential. Sure. Um, so... We have a product here in Columbus called Street Food Finder. Um, it's a web-based application that allows trucks to post their locations in real time. Um, consumers can get on, see who's open at that time, see who's going to be open the next day or the next week, uh, can view their menu, can get turn-by-turn directions to where they're at. So, so that's a really great way to uh, track us down. And then, <laughs> and then, I, and then I also have... Uh, through Ohio Food Truck Finder, and it's also subsidiary mobile food vendor success, uh, the website OhioFoodTruckFinder.com and, and COLSMFV.com mm-hmm. uh, have all of your locations for the Ohio State University Wexner Medical Center, Spectrum Facility, Ohio Health, and it's a private program that's based on fair scheduling. Uh, most all the trucks that are in that program do list on Street Food Finder, of course. Um, but it's just another another location to find it and also hire private bookings and get your weddings and bar mitzvahs and all those sorts of things booked too. Yeah. So it's It's got a lot more information than just what truck is where. <laughs> well, and funny fact about that, uh, for our donuts episode, we had one of our panelists got Buckeye Donuts as mm-hmm. their food truck at their wedding. So awesome. <laughs> we have photos to prove it. <laughs> Cool party right there. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so let's talk about uh, what makes a food truck good. If you're looking for a good food truck, what what are you looking at? Are you looking at the menu, the variety, the ingredients, the availability? What really are you going for if you are a consumer looking for a food truck? Well, I think one of the things that Chaz alluded to earlier with, with Rick and the cheesy truck, what it what made it so uh, such a cultural phenomenon was – the truck had style, man. It had it, the curb, menu had curb appeal. Yeah, yes. the, it had this, uh, you know, it had this curb appeal, and uh, he was a very charismatic owner, and he in, was interfacing with customers in that way, and that's what it's all about. You know, I, I tell 
um, to this day, anyone who's interested in getting into the business, um, when you go to one of these festivals, your storefront is the truck, and you have about 25 feet of storefront, and you're also lined up against 65 other storefronts. And mm-hmm. if you don't have something that grabs people's attention and your menu doesn't look uh, like something out of the ordinary, they're probably going to keep walking and, and you know take a lap, and chances are they find something that draws them in down the line. So mm-hmm. it's, um, it's interesting, the subconscious of it, not exactly answering your question but i always especially at festivals where or any place where there's five or more trucks Mm -hmm. in one spot uh just like the grocery store technique things that uh wholesalers make specials to the retailer and and ask them to put products on the middle shelf or the high level shelf so they can see it it's all about that curb appeal and and telling vendors to say you might want to put a banner above your truck or some sort of flag or something that's eye-catching that's first Mm -hmm. Uh, but how do I personally go with whatever truck Uh, you know I'm going to look at reviews and I mean we have a different system because I think we talk to each other and when you hear other chefs complimenting other chefs right that's a good that's sign. probably the truck that i'm going to go to personally absolutely yeah i can understand that and mike what about you uh, i personally like the taco trucks on the west side oh that's just what i do <laughs> plus gauchos and uh taquitos and quizuelas and that's what's your, right what's your favorite uh i like los gauchos my favorite truck yeah um i, I take chances i'm cool mm-hmm. I'm good and so that's where i go i have a weak stomach it's hard yeah, for me yeah. to take <laughs> chances <laughs> There's no curb appeal there, by yeah. the way. So. <laughs> well, there, well, there is. Just, well, yeah, yeah, it's a little different curb appeal, but yeah. <laughs> just going to run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. You are now listening to The Great Food Debate. And what do you think is missing from the food truck scene in Columbus? If there's any certain cuisine or something you wish there was here and it just hasn't translated for whatever reason? Pizza. Mike, pizza? <laughs> Good pizza truck. Pizza by no, the slice? No offense to one of our mutual friends, but <laughs> the bottom line is we need a, another couple good pizza trucks. I'm just saying it. Yeah, so entrepreneurs, no, there two, you are. There's two. There's two that do it well, do it differently. Uh, I really want, and it's hard to do because I understand the inventory process, but I would really love like an amazing subs now there is like Philly cheesesteaks and all that, which is amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I mean, like a sub, like an, yeah, that's, like a hoagie, yeah, something that's got just uh, in Cleveland Slimans, which I just coincidentally had it yesterday. I was up in Cleveland, and they have a, and it's you know it's huge, massive corned beef sandwich. It's amazing. Yes, and they have a truck now up there. I, I don't think anybody in Columbus is doing like a full on deli truck. Yeah. Short North Bagel Deli is doing steamed cold cut bagels, uh, but not that sub or, yeah. or the corned beef and rye. I think that there's a need for that. And uh, Zach, what about you? You know, I'd, do, I'd really like to just see more chef driven, innovative stuff. Nothing in particular. I mean, cuisine could vary every day for all I care, but. 
Um, you know, when it the whole sentiment behind the food truck industry is that it's these cowboys out there kind of making it up as they go, mm-hmm. and um, you know, as the the industry has it matured over the years, it's definitely moved away from that. But I think there's still plenty of room for people to, to get you know, for chefs to you know try their hand at something before they make the bigger step into a brick and mortar restaurant and um yeah i'd like to see some more of that like more elevated flavors maybe or well elevated um you know exploratory i i think you gotta you gotta be bold and you throw stuff out that nobody's doing so i i definitely would uh for me personally that's what i'm going after if if i see something that i've never tried before so i think fetty's taking that that those a little bit of the yeah, definitely. right now, yeah. and, and, his, and his food, Damien, uh, who owns uh, Fetty's, is uh, he's doing a great job. The food is delicious. I'll add, I'll add in uh, Sophie's pierogies, too. Oh, yeah. Mm. Legendary. Chef Steven. <laughs> well, and I was going to say, on the other hand, of the, uh, on the other side of the coin, um, what do you think there's too many of? Same, either maybe it's, you know. Too many damn paddy wagons in this town. <laughs> What are we doing? <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't think you can have too many. It, it's The more food trucks, the better? Yeah. I, I, per, I really am a firm believer on that. Uh, I think a lot of food truck owners, maybe publicly they wouldn't say that, but I will say that I think more breeds competition, competition mm-hmm. breeds success, and you just get better quality products when there's that sort of friendly business competition. Mm-hmm. Well, and we did a uh, brewery tour where we went to, you know, half dozen uh, breweries throughout central Ohio, and I assumed they would say it's very competitive, and they said exactly what you did, uh, Chaz, that the more the merrier, they would rather have more more business um, and, and even make it more of like an ale trail, as we already have, but uh, make it a destination where there's multiple breweries on the same block, and I would assume sort of similar to food trucks. You'd want more food trucks more business mm-hmm. in, in the same more food capacity. trucks doing it right right you know, <laughs> which is a whole nother conversation but more food trucks doing it right well you're leading me to my next question uh is there a certain food truck that has done something really really well whether it's one certain ingredient that they use in a unique way or something that just every time you order it, it's going to be consistent do any food trucks come to mind well, I'm, I'm going to exempt my own from the conversation, <laughs> yes. but Mike mentioned Sophie's, man, and they have done a wonderful job over mm-hmm. the years. I've watched Stephen uh, Resniak, the, the chef owner, go from a truck um, and then kind of step away from the business for a while, come back as a push cart, mm-hmm. and then elevate himself back to a truck and in a matter of years, and it just continues to blow my mind with the kind of stuff that he's able to put out on a, on a food truck so and mike oh yeah, jazz sorry mike. go ahead i, I was just gonna, <laughs> we were talking about donuts i was gonna yes the current latest creation i was gonna put tupelo donuts up there absolutely uh, they're a really interesting product uh, i i don't know if kimberly the owner of tupelo would want me saying it this way but i will they are the jenny's is to ice cream yes as tupelo is to donuts uh where they're using very unique flavors and ingredients Mm -hmm. making them fresh every day um to create something special they sell expensive donuts if if, if you like gourmet and you like new flavors Mm -hmm. kind of exploding in your mouth they're the way to go they're definitely different than buckeye donut i love buckeye donut (laughs) 
they melt in your mouth, glazed, your traditional style flavors. Sure. Um, and some unique ones like their Buckeye, which I also love. But that that Tupelo, they're doing something really unique, you know. And you go, I think their donuts on average are three dollars a piece. You get a donut and coffee for four bucks. That's a deal. Most people are going to Starbucks and getting a five dollar coffee. Right. Mike, what about you? Um, I, I I would I'm coming out from a different angle. I I, res- I look at it and respect the survivors. Mm-hmm. And this is one of the guys right here. This guy had a beat down, no offense, <laughs> truck in the corner of the BP lot in the short north for a long time. Mm-hmm. It, it, I, I wouldn't you you could never pay me to eat there. Oh, that's and uh, that's true. <laughs> when did you start? Uh, 2011. Okay, so that's a long time. Right. So the guy has been in business for that long. You got you to get props to him, Jim from Pete Abilities. Some of these guys have been doing it for a long time. They've mastered it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I remember when he started out and he owns how many trucks? Three trucks? Three trucks, yeah. Wow. He's, he's obviously improved his food quality. I'm here to vouch for that. Um, <laughs> not that there was ever bad to begin with, but I'm mm-hmm. saying for the record. And uh, yeah, so, you know, I, I, I respect the survivors in this business, been doing it for a long time. And, uh, it's tough. It's, it's tough to make money. It's tough to be in business for yourself. Sure. It's hard to do. Um, it's hard to put together a giant event the way we do. It's mm-hmm. hard to do. Not everyone can do it. Um, so and we've been doing it for a long time. So it's. It, I, I look at the survivors. I think that's an interesting, if I, if I may. Yes. That, that's right on point, by yeah. the way. Ditto. Sentiments to you, Zach. Um, with the Food Truck Festival. And having, I think that's actually a huge element to the festival is having a very good quality of veterans that are there. And people are coming looking for them, expecting trucks that have been there for years to be there. And Mm -hmm. we look forward to that. But also another element that that comes into play with our growth is new trucks and out-of-city trucks that want to show off to the market of the city of Columbus. And it's a a huge marketing uh, place for them to be uh, when you ask earlier about what the, su- the success of the festival was. And sure. I think that's a big element to it, is the mix of the veterans and the newbies sure. working together, making it happen. Just going to run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, and you are listening to The Great Food Debate. And uh, I'll ask both of you, or all three of you this question, but uh, in different aspects. I want to ask Zach first, uh, what has worked in the past for Paddy Wagon, and then what needed to be improved on, or, or what really didn't go well as you expected to (laughs) (laughs) well um you know at some point it just became about the the methodology for me Mm -hmm. um and the first food truck fest was kind of like a my rite of passage into manhood (laughs) um i was on the truck by myself uh the first employee i ever hired uh was his first day was at the first Columbus oh Food gosh. Truck Festival. <laughs> and we were doing made-to-order burgers, and we just got 
destroyed um, <laughs> several times over. I mean, I had my girlfriend at the time running back and forth to the store, and by the time she got back with food, we were out of everything else. Oh, my gosh. Um, so learning how to um, really supply the, the demand that was out there, um, and we kind of pivoted our, our menu to reflect that demand, um, shifted more into things that could be prepared in advance, um, and that really helped a lot. And the storage on the layout of the truck. I mean, I've reconfigured any of my trucks probably three or four times. <laughs> um, you never get it right the first time. So, uh, and, and one of the great things about a food truck is that it, that's easier to do than it is in a, a restaurant. So, um, you know, you can strip the whole thing down and. and Play, uh, you know, play Tetris and put it back together and see if it works better than it did the last time. And you know, version two, version three, somewhere along the line, I think we got it right. And then we shifted our branding to, you know, again reflect the the service that we were providing, quick service, uh, you know, fun atmosphere. Um, so, uh, you know, the the big thing for me was was trying to build culture around our brand and and have that reflected in the flavors of the food, in the names of the, the items on the menu, um, in the uniforms that my, my deputies wear, into the, the titles that we use for our employee, <laughs> our staff. Um, so that, that's what's worked for me, mm -hmm. I think. And uh, Mike and Chaz, obviously, you have a different viewpoint. What went well for the, for the festival, and what have you learned along the way? Um. It's hard to run a big festival. Um, thank God I got a partner like this that is a little bit more operationally uh, stringent than I am. Um, I think it, we would admit that. Uh, but that's good. That's a great thing. That's why we work well together. Um, it's hard to run a big operation. And uh, and and I think I, I've learned that it, it, it's a lot of, you know, it, you got to you got to be tight and uh you got to do things the right way and uh there's some things you wouldn't do the way you want to do it um but you got to listen to others and they may they may have a different take on things and it might be the right way to go i think that's just as business in general in a lot of ways but uh that's, that's what i've learned so sure and Chaz, what about you yeah i think without tooting mike's horn or both of our horns i mean we were to work together is first and foremost uh and we've had our, as business partners, up and down battles, uh, but I thought that's business. Uh, um, <laughs> uh, but really, learning the growth, I mean, I'm, I'm in the entertainment part of my life and the business, why I am in that business, business is because I get true satisfaction when the event's over and I'm able to see people taking four or five hours of their day and coming to our party that we throw and they get to forget about their daily woes and all the stuff that's going on in the world right now and, and can just come and eat some food, listen to some music, have a beer, you know, have their kids get their face painted, whatever, and just enjoy. Uh, the first year we did it, that was there and that hope was there. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I don't know if we achieved that or not, but <laughs> it... We, we had this mess of an event year one, and we were really able to look at it and say, well, this is what we want to do. How are we going to do it? And we spelled it out year by year. We just, we get better. Yeah. And, 
and we're going to be even better this next. Last year was like a brand new festival because we were on the riverfront. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And again, as Mike said, with operations, I, and I've been around the music business and entertainment business for 20 years now, and around festivals. And when you change the location, but it's the same event, it's a brand new event. Sure. With the, with the same heart and soul. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was really it was a good learning experience last year. Yeah. Yeah, it gets better every year. Yeah. Keep working on it. Yeah. Well, and just one final question before we wrap up. Uh, if you have a day off, what food truck are you heading to? Mike, I know you kind of already answered this, but are there any food trucks that come to mind um, when you know you have a day off and you really want good food? Where are you headed? Los Gauchos. <laughs> <laughs> For me, it's I don't have a day off. Uh, I don't know what that is. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but if I have a day off, I I'll answer this in two parts. One, if I'm in a different city, I'll go scout it out. And okay. I'll definitely go check out a, a new food truck in an out-of-town spot and see what's going on there. I will reach out to Mexican trucks as well. It's yeah, it, it's a good bet a lot of the times. Yeah. Uh, and then also here, I over, again, I oversee Ohio State University. So typically I'll try to go to one of those trucks that are out there. Sure. Uh, and just check in and grab lunch. But. Yeah. All right. And Zach, what about you? Yeah, I think... Uh, there's a couple different experiences. You're either in the short north in the downtown area and you're trying these branded, um, polished products mm-hmm. um, that, you know, some of Columbus's finest culinary minds have put together. Or you're t- rolling the dice and you're driving up Cleveland Ave or you're driving down Morris Road um, and you might find some really unique cuisine. It's t- you really don't know what you're going to turn up. But, um, you know, f- my go-to is usually that direction. I like to get out and experiment and see who's doing it right. So. Red snapper. Red snapper. <laughs> Those are my boys. <laughs> well, and thank you guys so much for joining us. Uh, if you want to learn more about the uh, Food Truck Festival or about Kofta, uh Mike, do you want to tell us where to get that information? Uh, the Columbus Food Truck, www.columbusfoodtruckfest.com. Go there. We got it all. I saw the information. We're announcing our trucks. Got a great band lineup. A lot of arts and crafters. Uh, Zach. Keep an eye out for the VIP. And the express, yeah, we got a nice little stuff that express pack we're going to drop on Zach here in a couple weeks. I'll be weeks. in the VIP. Don't worry. <laughs> we always have some interesting discussions with Zach, and it'll, it'll work out well. And uh, We also dropped the conference, too, that we have. We yeah. didn't really discuss it at all, but oh, the, sure. the Columbus Mobile Food Conference, the website is mobilefoodconf, C-O-N-F, dot com. Okay. And we have that every uh, February, March uh, we, we'll be going into our fourth year this year. And that's for people who already own food trucks? It's for both, people okay. who own food trucks and brand new. Uh, last, just past, we just had it at uh, 1400 Food Lab. We sold out the event. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was fantastic, and it was really, it was 95% all people who are getting, looking to get into the business. Really? Okay. Uh, and a lot of people from out of state. Oh, yeah, interesting. Which is really cool. Last yeah. year, we had people from Alaska come in. Oh, my gosh. Uh, it was terrific. This year was uh, Virginia, North Carolina, yeah. Pittsburgh wow. area. Uh, it's really teaching from professional food vendors sitting on the panels, teaching and expressing to wannabe entrepreneurs how to operate in the wintertime, how to, how to book a gig, talk about marketing, talk about festivals, uh, the whole gamut, uh, maintenance, there's 
off the top of our head, we have 21 different topics. <laughs> Anything so, somebody would need in order to get into the food a, truck it's world? A great, it's a great event if you want to learn about food trucks. That definitely is one of many places to look. Perfect. And then, uh, Zach, what about you? Yeah, uh, Kofta is the uh, is www.centralohiofoodtrucksplural.org. Um, if you'd like to see me personally, paddywagonfood.com. That's two D's, twice as delicious. <laughs> um, and uh, if you want to see me in person, I'll be at the Columbus Food Truck Festival at uh, the Scioto Mile. Eight years, man. August, what, 17th and 18th? That's correct. All right. Did I'll be signing glossies. Oh, I'm in there. Yeah. <laughs> it's a, no, it, and, it, and I, I do want to say, you know, every year it's an opportunity for us to, to step up our game. Uh, we try to push the envelope at the food truck festival. It's it's the the proving ground, as they say. What's so. the what's the sample size item you're going to have this year? Uh, you know, we usually run either our taco or our grilled cheese as yeah. a sample, um, and I, it, it remains to be seen. We got to got to leave something up to the imagination. I can't, I can't wait for it. <laughs> Zach's always been the event. Whatever it is, I can't wait. <laughs> he has for always it. been our event, and respect to him for that. Yes, every a, year. Yeah, a lot of his a <laughs> lot of his people. They're not, mm. but he always is. We respect we him for it. business continues to be good for you, Zach. Yeah. Well, I just need that, those VIP people. <laughs> right? All right. Well, listeners, we want to hear from you. Did we forget to mention your favorite food truck in the area, or do you disagree with any of the food trucks that we mentioned? Uh, get in touch with us by emailing us at online at thisweeknews.com. Send us a tweet at thisweeknews or comment on the This Week Food and Wine page, which is facebook.com slash thisweekfoodandwine. Uh, from Mike Chaz and Zach, thank you for joining me. I am Abby, your host, and we'll talk to you later. Just going to run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts.